0: I Love Mortgage Brokering, Episode 132. Want to learn from the top five mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey Broker Nation, Scott Beckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show I have Colin Bruce. He's the number one mortgage broker with DLC in personal production in the country. Last year he funded 1,059 mortgages. That's an average of 88 mortgages per month. That's actually a good year for most people. This is insane. This is the second time Colin's been on the show and he did not fail to disappoint. He shares how he structured his team to manage this massive amount of volume and how he still meets with a lot of his clients face to face, which is crazy. I think you're going to love this episode. One thing though, the audio is not perfect. We had some connection problems. Problems, but the content is still worth it, uh, even with a couple spots of sketchy audio. So check this episode out. This episode is sponsored by Fundever. Fundever is a web portal that connects brokers to commercial lenders. I don't know if you're like me, but I only see a small number of commercial deals a year, and truthfully, I don't even know where to start to find them a mortgage. Everyone knows when it comes to commercial deals, especially anything creative or private, your Rolodex of lenders is critical to your success. Fundever allows the average broker to have a killer Rolodex for free. The platform is completely free for brokers. Check it out at fundever.com and tell them you heard about it on Island Mortgage Brokering. This episode is also sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it's because I personally use their product or service and I can give them my 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals. So I did some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West and I found that everyone I talked to said they were fast, down-to-earth, and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they still have money to lend. I've been hearing some lenders are running low on cash, not these guys. So if you're a broker looking for your next B deal in BC or Alberta, checking out Pioneer West Acceptance and tell them you heard about them on I Love Mortgage Brokering, you can find them at pioneerwest.com. Hey, Colin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks again. So it's been a little while since we chatted. I just wanted to kind of check in, see how things are going. So the first thing is like, what's one thing that's really working for you right now in your mortgage business?
1: We're working with a ton of first-time homebuyers. And I know Alberta's a little bit, there's been a lot of negativity just with oil prices down. But we're finding, you know, a lot of people are seeing that it's a good time to buy just with... Uh, interest rates so low, and the you know prices are pretty stable. They're going down a little bit, but staying pretty flat. So we're having a ton of first-time home buyers jumping in the market, and especially if they're in like working as a nurse or a teacher or something in the public sector with good job security, it's uh, it's been pretty busy. Actually, even now it's busy and minus twenty-eight with wind
0: chill today. And so how specifically are you guys like – how are they knowing that you – that first-time buyers are something that you guys like to work with?
1: Oh, Well, we do a ton of advertising. So on the radio and um, in one of our ads, we just encourage people like first-time homebuyers. We encourage you to come in, sit down, and we go over the entire process. Uh, we've produced home buyers packages that we give the clients every time. And it just kind of goes through – First thing is, like, how does a mortgage broker work? Second, what's the difference between, like, fixed rates, variable rates, adjustable rates, amortization, uh, the payment frequencies? And then we go into the government insurance, CMHC, and, um, and on and on. But get them all in, and then usually we get them pre-approved at the same time. So, Right. So you're basically using education as a way to
0: stand out, build rapport, build trust. So you're educating them on things that they don't know.
1: You know what? And I think that's, like I don't know if the market's going this way, but it seems like you have one set of brokers that are focused primarily on bought down interest rates, right? And just with not as much service, and I'm not saying that they're not giving as good a service, but kind of the, you know, over the phone or internet or the other brokers where it's more an education and come on in and then get them be approved as well. So we've tend to, we want to be that full service brokerage where we're more mentoring the clients and have them come in and comfortable and Go over it all. We find that works.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's two camps forming.
1: Both business models are totally acceptable. You just
0: have to decide which one you want to be in, like, at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. It's because, you know, we can't complain about the other guys saying, well, but it's like, just pick your business model and be better at it. And, yeah, don't, like,
1: yeah, don't whine about it, basically. The truth is, you know, brokers have, what, a 30 or 35% market share. I know with first-time home buyers, we have a greater share, but our competition is the banks, right? So if we can do a better job positioning ourselves against that competition then yeah there's tons of business for everybody right we recently got an insure line broker like insure line franchise for dlc which is the home and auto insurance Mm -hmm. that has been such a good tie-in with the mortgage business so it's um yeah that's really worked for us as well
0: yeah that's awesome and so I've heard actually good things about the insurance. And it, kind of the nice thing about the insurance, from my understanding, is there's a recurring side to it and people, yep. you, you kind of, well, I mean, I've house insurance at the same place for 10 years and i completely, you know, I almost don't even know where it is. It doesn't even matter. It's just sort of as long as I have it, right?
1: My wife and I, we were at another, like, state farm for six years. And so our, we had our two, like, a house rental, our two cars, and uh, our travel trailer, and we're paying five twenty a month. And then we called an insurance broker, pre-insure line, and uh, we are down to 390 a month of the same coverage. So for six years, we were paid by $130, right, without doing the – so it's a good – especially the first-time homebuyers coming in where every well, – I mean, especially now, I guess every dollar does count. It's just a way to add money. And it's just another way to kind of put your fence around the client.
0: Right. That's awesome. So what's one tool or app that you guys – you can't live without that's really been helpful for your business? We do
1: like the insure line for sure. And also we ended up getting a mortgage app probably about a year and a half ago, an app on like an iPhone app. And that has really, especially with our home builders, because the old way the home builders would want you to email them our rate sheets every week, same with realtors. But now we update, we give all the home builders a app, They download it. We update the rates as they change. And then they also have an up-to-date mortgage calculator. So that's been really big for us. What's one thing that you've learned in the last year that you wish you would have known sooner? You know, like with this, and I'm not to pick on our monoline lenders. I was always, in my mind growing up, I was just, or growing up in the mortgage industry, I was always like monoline lenders first, big bank second, because they'll steal your clients. But I'm finding the retention right now from the monoline lenders on renewals is so, so strong, right? At this point, I don't know if it matters if it's, like, I don't think there's a difference whether we go big five bank or monoline lender. For uh, I mean, of course there's difference in penalties and products and stuff, but on the renewal, as long as it's good for the client, we're not steering them one way or the other, you know?
0: I think when you only have one product to sell, then every customer is really valuable to you, right? So Yeah. I, I think that's part of it. But it's part of their business. I think my perception's always been is that mortgage brokers, we tend to think we're in the rental business and the lenders tend to think they're in the buying business. And so there's always a bit of a, can be a challenging thing to navigate, but obviously we totally respect our lender partners as well, but.
1: Totally. You got it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, but uh, that's what, I mean, I don't know if I actually would have sent them to another lender actually otherwise, because you know, you're always what's doing for the client. So I'd like to think I have been, but just the thought of, Model line lines first because, you know, they're more loyal to you versus the big – I don't know if that's even a right thing to say. But, yes, you know, like – You know
0: what I like? The best way I've heard it described, Dustin Woodhouse says he's 51% client and 49% lender. And he has to like – you have to make your decision based on your client first and then obviously – all respecting that a close second is the lender right
1: yeah i agree yeah i agree and i,
0: I think that's a, just a healthy way to think of it because without the lenders we don't have a business It's a delicate balance so yeah i agree i want to ask so you have a massive business you have a team so how does your team work so let's say you uh, you know a business comes in you can't po- possibly handle every file that comes across your desk that you guys generate so like what does what does that look like
1: so how it works is new clients come in. So it's myself and so I'm the broker owner of DLC Mortgage Mentors. We have about sixty agents under us. But then on the Columbus Mortgage team, I have eight salaried people also paid on bonus so as new clients come in i meet with the majority of them or i'll talk with the majority of them and then along with another gentleman dave so him and i are the primary like the first contacts
0: so you guys will talk to every client so like if you get because i think i saw your numbers like a thousand mortgages you did so that would mean you talked to 500 and he talked to
1: 500 or how does yeah, that work probably five probably more well no that's approved right so you got to think there's ones those are funded not uh like pre-approvals and ones that don't go through When we looked at it, like, well, I guess it just kind of progressed to this point, but my best asset is like talking to new clients, right? And getting them comfortable and building trust. Like what we ended up doing is we have one, Randy, he's our underwriter. He's been an underwriter at MCAT for years. And he's been with us for now about four or five years, but he does all our submissions. And then we have five girls that close files that work on the documents. We find that's the most labor intensive and uh, as far as the clients go, they only deal with myself and one of the closers, or Dave and one of the closers, so they're not overwhelmed. I'm CC'd on all the emails, like that's why I get five, six hundred emails a day. But that's how we manage it. So, but I've got some of the best I think agents in the country to working on my team. Like they're all so good, it makes it easy. I mean, we're busy. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. And so, has the
0: dip affected you guys? You know, the the slowdown in Alberta, or are you guys still like look putting out numbers like you were last year?
1: You know what? We're up. We're like last year. I think we closed. I can't remember what is like a thousand fifty nine or a thousand. And we should be at about eleven twenty this year. My team, and then our brokerage. I think we're going to hit close to like twenty seven or twenty eight hundred mortgages funded. So it's been a big year. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. And
0: I'm just because I'm, I'm I'm like a visual. I'm like a simple person. So lead comes in. You talk to them, and this other guy, Dave, maybe talks to them. Or do you guys? How do you divide that work?
1: The newer leads that come from like our radio advertisements is primarily going over toward or like from our ads go primarily to Dave because I've got such a big repeat and referral business coming from, for, so I generally take those, but then we kind of just, I don't know, it's daily how you do and who swamp and we just, we split them like that, so.
0: Okay, and then and then basically once that happens, one underwriter is going to clean it up, hit the send button, and then the closing department is going to make sure that everything gets closed in that. If everything goes sideways, do they call the underwriter or do
1: they call you? They call me. Yeah, they call me. Well, and the thing is though, too, you got to remember Dave and I have both started like, you know, I I did it all myself, right? I did the advertising, took the app, met the clients. When I was by myself, like my record month was on my own was like 27 mortgages. So that was with no assistance. So I was underwriting, invoicing everything. So with that was in 2006 or 2007. So with everybody here now, just to meet with clients and just talk to them. I mean, I don't leave the office, but that's all I do. So it's definitely manageable. And what kind of hours do you have to put in to
0: maintain that sort of output?
1: <laughs> well, I usually get here about 830 and then I'm usually here till about five 30 or six. And then usually we got two young kids. So, and my wife here, she runs all the, like the broker said, all the compliance and commission for the brokerage. So she's usually here with me. And then we, you know, go home, get the kids down. And usually we spend an hour or two at night, just cleaning up emails and looking at docs and stuff and looking at files. But mm-hmm. so weekends, I try not to do as much. I'll, like I'll answer emails for people. Right. But yeah, primarily just uh, in the weekend, try and take it off and spend time with the family.
0: So. so you're basically averaging about 88 files a month, but those don't come in. Like you must have some months that are like big and then... Yeah,
1: well, in June, we closed to 130. So that was our big one. But then like January, we'll probably close. I don't know, like in typical January, we're like 50 or so. Like that's what I love about December. It's the only time of the year where the pressure's off not to close as many files, right? Or have as many applications that you can enjoy yourself. So.
0: And how do you measure your sort of, because you're obviously doing all these different marketing initiatives that's driving in leads, but who's monitoring the effectiveness of that? So I got to imagine you're spending this money to get the phone to ring, and then are you measuring sort of that from, like, what's your metrics that you look
1: at? You know, we, and it was me too. We're not as much as we haven't changed our advertising and like our advertising in the last like five or six years as I think about it. So uh, at that point, we're measuring where they're all coming from. I'm not as much, but I'm finding it's like our radio ads are getting us leads now. The global like we have TV ads and those are kind of more brand name and we still get leads from them. But there it's more like a branding and then like we've are in some real estate publications here too and that's kind of active buyers and then Google of course. So I don't know. It's just at this point all combined it works.
0: So do you meet your clients face to face like or do you is it all done over the phone?
1: I mean, right now I'm averaging about three or four appointments a day. In the summer I'm usually averaging six. I could probably go all day if I wanted, but just I need to be able to return phone calls too. So probably, yeah, but try and meet with as many as we can. So how long is your phone call versus their face-to-face meeting? Well, phone calls usually five minutes, really, especially first-time homebuyers. Honestly, we encourage people to come in. So if I'm talking on the phone with somebody who's brand new, I said like, you know, we let's set up a time, let's go in. But some people are just like, no, just send me an application. And so then that's how we start the process and I'll send them an application. And once I have it back, then I'll call them and go over everything. Okay, yeah, your credit looks good. We can get you approved for this amount and then get it pre approved. But yeah, so, but if it's a meeting and we go through the entire process, you're probably close to an hour. But that includes getting them pre, like taking their app, aff- I'll take their application then and get them pre approved.
0: So, okay, that was the question I was going to ask. If a lead calls in, I'm a first time buyer. Hey, Colin, I heard you great. You guys are great. You're going to have a five minute conversation and then book a meeting. And you're not going to take an online app, you're going to get face to face if you can.
1: I'm going to get the, yeah, for sure, because, you know, I don't, not pressure sales, but put, like, I always try and put myself in the client's mind right and this is the biggest purchase of their life right and they're nervous right and just even to call like they're nervous and excited but just even to decide to call us is you know a big first step so i say come on in and then i'll go through the entire process with them and then i'll even take all of their info without taking their personal info like the rank time like how long have you been your job you have overtime just go through all that and then run and say hey look based on this you qualify for this before i even pull their credit Right. And, or take their like date of birth and SIN number. So at that point, hopefully, you know, just got the clients comfortable. They can see they're approved and then do it right. Then finish the application.
0: Who nurtures that lead? So, okay, somebody comes in, they get pre-approved and you know, you can have, I'm sure if you're closing 80 loans a month, you're going to have hundreds of open. How do you stay in touch with those people without them? Like kind of forgetting about you?
1: Well, no, that's the other thing too. So we have another like administrator here. And what we do is we, as a pre-approvals, get sent out. We track them when they expire. And then we just follow up like a couple of weeks before and just say, hey, you know what? We haven't heard from you or just want to see if you want us to extend your pre-approval out, get your rate holds. So we also have iMambo just with DLC like on the back office where you can track that too. So And just send out updates and uh, reminders. And do you get rate holds for everybody? Yeah, I mean, if your credit's poor, no, we don't. Like, we'll go – like, I, as example, I had somebody that's looking to buy and needs to go with equitable on their B side. So I'll get an – hey, what would the pricing be on this? Send that to the client so they have a good idea, right? But just what everybody else will try and do rate holds.
0: But what about – because I got to – you know, a lot of times the best rates are quick close specials. If somebody says, hey, uh, that's great, but I was also – like, is the rate going to be competitive on a rate hold compared to – a quick closer, how do you s- basically set the tone for that conversation?
1: Well, in our meetings, when they're here, I show them my rate sheets that we get from Dominion. And I'll show them like the rate specials that we get from like TD or so, like here. This is what TD is giving our office or this is what like what a wizard rate is. Right. So everybody full disclosure, basically full disclosure. I've, of course, I'm not going to print anything off and give it to the clients, but I show them. Right. I want them to to know what we're offering right? And then, yes, yeah, complete transparency. And then just, hey, but this is what happens with the pre-approvals. You explain it, you know, with a quick close, whatever investor that's funding this bank has extra money. And they're saying, if you get it out this fast, we'll give you this lower rate. So, but the pre-approvals, the banks have to hedge the money. They don't necessarily know if you're going to take the mortgage with them. So that's why it's a higher rate, but that's your worst case scenario. So, when you find a place, then we'll revisit all the different specials and rates and see where the best spot is to put you. But then worst case scenario, the rates go up. Hey, at least we've got you locked in on this rate.
0: Right. And I can imagine with the number of files you have, when a rate shift happens, if you didn't do that, you'd have like 100 irate customers like, what the heck? So rather than go back to the file and touch it again, when all of a sudden you get that email, rates are going up. You're like, I'm not going
1: to sit in all these rate holes. You're like, I already got it. It's done. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's, and it's just like, you know, somebody told me, like, as long as you tell the truth and complete transparency, you never have to worry about what you said, right? You never have to worry about if you said something different to a client client or, or not. Like, I'm just, honestly, I'd rather lose the deal than tell the truth to them right you know he's just complete transparency and again just especially with clients coming in showing them what we're getting for that was another one of her ads actually said come on in. i'll even show you the rate sheets from all their lenders so you can see what we're getting and then see why we think this is like whatever lender would be your best choice
0: that's awesome okay so now what about okay you process the file as from my understanding after the file closes what kind of things are you doing to stay like top of mind and generate referrals from your clients.
1: Once the mortgage funds, we haven't been very good at the follow-up. Like for anybody that sent us referrals, we send them thank you gifts, um, repeat clients and, or multiple referrals. We have Oilers tickets that will send people uh, to games and stuff. But definitely I've got to get better on post-closing follow-up. Like for sure. We try, but it's just at this point when you get so busy to try and you know like thank you yes for everybody so mm-hmm.
0: i have something an idea that i can chat with you about offline but i think that i agree with you that obviously you're dealing with a, you're closing a thousand mortgages you know and it, so i guess if you did add more files i guess you just add more people like at what point does this be, your system become either you have to work 70 hours a week or do you just add a third person like let's say all of a sudden you're doing 1500 loans a year well, like what happens then well
1: then we've got a th- actually one another one of our lists on our team She's been with me since like 2009 or 10. She's been taking uh, new clients once in a while, especially when one of Dave and I are on vacation. Right, So she comes in. So she would be our next person up to meet with clients and then be getting another closer. But we may hit a limit with our underwriter at that point, too right? Cause then how many files? Can oh, come
0: on. He can handle, I'm just kidding. Why can't he handle that? Like seriously?
1: Well, I mean, you know what? Depend. like first nationals excellent for us. You know, you can send a file in and have it approved within a couple hours, but it's the deals that have hair on it that he'll send to one lender and it'll get declined. You have to go to another and another or, you know, the multiple rentals or something like that. That's what slows him down. So
0: yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So he's uh he must be a beast. Yeah. He's good. Okay. So What's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? I had somebody ask me this question recently, and I'm like, oh, this is like, so what's something about Colin Bruce that people are like, "Ha, huh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow.
1: Jeez, I well, I just turned 40 this year, and I wanted to go, I've always wanted to go backcountry hiking, like deep bush in the middle of nowhere, So, and a buddy of mine was turning 40 as well this year, so we did it. We ended up four or five days in the backcountry. Just amazing. Do
0: you have to carry a gun? Like when you go there, like um,
1: no bear spray, but geez, like even like you've got a bottle of bear spray by, by your head in the tent, you go to the bathroom, it's on you, you're walking, it's on you. We're on the Albert in Alberta, and you ended up hiking into BC into a provincial park that the only access was through Alberta. And it's just like there's nobody there. It's just do you have cell phone access, cell phone service? No, no, nothing. We brought a spot, it's like a satellite thing, so you can just kind of push it and check in and tell. People at home that you're okay, and it gives you a GPS location. But hmm. yeah, so no, that would be something.
0: That's a good idea. I wish I would have invented that.
1: Yeah, no kidding, hang Oh uh, no, that's what I'm um, avid outdoorsman. Like I love camping. I love uh, all that backcountry hiking and stuff. So we've got a couple already planned for this year. So okay,
0: last how many weeks of vacation? I mean, you're a busy guy. You got the busiest, you know, broker in Canada, like individual. And so, how many weeks of vacation are you getting and managing all this?
1: Yeah, geez, probably. You know, i about, probably, I took about four weeks vacation this year.
0: Yeah, I, I, I hate you right now. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, on it. But that's team, right?
0: That's because, because you have a team. You can and when you go away, are you away or are you like having to check
1: in? I'm away. You know what, though? That's the thing. Starting out, I didn't take a vacation from, I started in April 2006. I probably didn't take a real vacation until 2012. That sounds uh, like where I was away. Mm -hmm. You know, I can remember my wife and I were in New York for the first time and I was in the hotel room till noon some days because I had to respond emails and do that. And then you're on your phone all day and it's just you came back almost more stressed than when you when you left. You
0: don't enjoy it. No,
1: no. And I get but that's the nature of the beast. And anybody that's getting into this business right now, you know, if you want to succeed, you've got to work hard. But the nice thing about having that team is just, you know, obviously, make more money without you could be working a gazillion hours a week but yeah it's nice having that team to take that break so right i know with our like just with the team you can see where your customer service starts to lag or if you start getting a couple fires you know it's probably time to bring somebody else on
0: Mm-hmm. right another firefighter or somebody to prevent fires actually is better than a firefighter
1: exactly yeah you want to be proactive instead of reactive and as soon as that starts happening you're reactive it's like, oh, okay, yeah, there's something's going to burst. And then you just, but I find every time we brought somebody else on, it's increased our business by quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, hey, Colin, I really appreciate you taking the time today, man. And yeah, and, uh, enjoy your next vacation in the backcountry. Next time I see you at a, a conference, I'll have to have a beer together.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. No, Thanks a lot for having me on your show.
0: Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.